I asked. Yup. A man of few words in a town that required few police officers. It was a quiet existence, but a lot better than the alternative. When this kind of job got exciting, I knew only too well how the best and brightest died along with the worst. The lunchroom itself was only slightly less spartan than the holding cell, with the table in the middle and the ancient television on a bracket on the wall, playing on low volume non-stop since sometime during the Industrial Revolution. I threw my brown paper bag on the table, and it slid across, skidding to a halt in front of the chair at the far end. You should work in a bar or something. Your talents are wasted here, said Rusty, a guy a couple years older than me that I'd vaguely known in high school but only really spent any time with since coming back to Warfields and working with him. Don't tempt me. You bring in Johnny last night? Yeah, he awake yet? he asked. You mean has he stuffed toilet paper into the sink and flooded the cell yet? Pretty much the same thing, isn't it? Pretty much, but no. Great. A few more minutes and he'll be your problem. I sat down and unfolded the top of my paper bag, hoping to reach inside and pull out something good, but knowing it was just the PB&J I'd put in there that morning. And an apple. Don't forget the apple. Rusty and I exchanged small talk for a while, until I asked him what he was doing that weekend and didn't get an answer. I looked up from my sandwich and saw him staring up at the TV, his brow furrowed in concentration. Before I could even look, I heard two words from the otherwise unintelligible background noise that the TV offered, a name I'd recognize as well as my own when whispered in a crowded room. Christabel Jane. I twisted my head around so fast I almost gave myself an injury and saw the big headline under the news presenter that said, Breaking News, along with scrolling text that said, Christabel Jane found. I turned back to the table to scramble for the remote, but it wasn't there. Where's the remote? Where is it? I said, shooting to my feet and sending the lightweight chair flying backwards. Rusty shook his head, and I took the few steps to the screen, seeing the remote stuck to the side with a couple strips of Velcro. Ignoring it, I twisted the volume knob on the TV itself bringing the sound up to a level that made the speaker distort for a moment before turning it down a bit. They found her. My heart had jumped into my throat and refused to be swallowed back down as I tried to follow what was being said by the presenter. Dead or alive? That was the question. Please, 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 I whispered. This incredible footage from the first people on the scene when Christabel Jane was found today. The screen switched to a low-resolution and shaky video, clearly taken on somebody's cell phone, from inside somebody's parked car, as the person being filmed in the driver's seat talked about some crazy thing a friend of his had done while drunk or high or something. What are we seeing here, Ethan? These are Sterling and Jacqueline Rome, in their car outside the Black Hills Gas and Snack, moments before, said the reporter, over the sound of near-hysterical laughter. Whoa, 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 said Jacqueline from off-screen, as the image went more wobbly than before. Then that dumb mother— Whoa, what's going on over there? What's that? What? 
The screen zoomed in on something that was right at the edge of the almost entirely empty car park, which had a tiny grass verge that quickly disappeared into dense forest. It was impossible to see what they were focusing on. This is when they first realize they're seeing a person, said the reporter, Ethan. It's some girl, said Sterling. As if that was the magic word, the image stabilized and cleared up for a second and showed Christy on her hands and knees, staring across the car park towards the Romes with semi-clean tear tracks running down her face through the grime and dirt. They froze the video on that frame, with Christie's haunted and desperate gaze front and center. Dried blood was caked on one side of her face, and numerous scratches of varying age were evident on her arms. Everything she was wearing was filthy and torn, and the look on her face made it clear that she'd been through hell. But she was alive. Christy Jane